Creatures of the Night, welcome to episode 137 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my quarantine commandant, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, here we are in 2020, living through one of the wildest times of our 34-some-odd years on this earth. Man, isn't it going to be great to go back to a simpler time for just an hour where the only things we had to worry about were a giant sumo wrestler and a... A yeti in a skin tight <laughs> suit with fur over his private parts. Yeah. And the imminent release of Jurassic to Park shortly, oh. shortly uh, after this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not too. Not, yeah, it was a lot simpler back then. Dude, the quarantine commandant, it's not like I'm a member of the Truth Commission. <laughs> I thought you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right to censor, not Truth Commission. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, <laughs> terrible <laughs> faction. I, hey, man, I love the jackal or whatever yeah i guess it was the jackal. i love that character yeah, uh, man. I, i'm a big fan of him uh, yeah he's he did a great job but yeah he had he had turds to deal with like <laughs> he was trying to shine up a turd every monday night overall <laughs> so, it was hard yeah but, man. anyway I, yeah I we're gonna go simpler sure. times where yeah the yeti uh ish thing and big man in his underwear yeah just a lot of a lot of good stuff here going on and uh, we're going to role play here as Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, so it's going to be fun. That's right. We are talking today, of course, about Royal Rumble 1993. We're doing our patented Royal Rumble watch-along commentary. And for those of you that have been following the podcast since day one, you know that we originally skipped over some of the early Royal Rumbles in Undertaker's career as we were working out the format of this show. We thought... And there's not not a lot to talk about if when Undertaker's you know not winning the Royal Rumble, but we have found as we as the show has evolved that this watch along format is a fun little way for us to cover every pay per view match of the Undertaker's career, and these count mm-hmm. with it. So we've kind of been going back through and hitting the ones that we've missed. Uh, at different points in our podcast so you'll see our timeline we left off last week with backlash 2008 uh we're talking about the undertaker and edges rivalry and you know that rivalry stretches out across like five matches in 2008 so yeah we're gonna throw you guys a little break in between undertaker and edge matches every week and go back and cover the last royal rumble that we missed back in the day Royal Rumble 1993, where The Undertaker is going to participate. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not going to win. He is going to have his Dang run it. interrupted <laughs> by a, a uh, one of his absolute worst WrestleMania opponents from back Dang in the it. day. <laughs> 
he spoils it. He, he really does spoil it. Uh, but uh, we're going to cover the whole match. We're going to give you a timestamp. Oh, there goes my phone. I'm going to turn that off. We're going to give you guys the timestamp to uh, join along with us and uh, turn the volume down on your TV and listen to us as we talk about a period that, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about a lot of these guys because uh, right. in these early days of the podcast, we it's not – you know, Monday Night Raw and, and the WWE shows, they're not so episodic. So there wasn't as much right. stuff to go through and cover back in the day. So I'm and excited Raw about this started, one. started, right? Like three weeks before this, I think. Was it January 8th or something? January 11th, 1993. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because yes. I, I was going to bring it up too. Uh, before we dive into this, um, we can talk about um, – we talked about it briefly back on our WrestleMania 9 episode. That would have been episode 8 of our podcast. And, uh, of course, you can find that all the way back in our archives. But, yeah, just two weeks before this Royal Rumble, uh, another important milestone for The Undertaker and for the WWE was that debut of Monday Night Raw, the longest-running episodic Sports entertainment, professional wrestling, extravaganza, program, whatever they say. In the history of our great sports. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, no one knew what Monday Night Raw would become. Anyone in the WWE who says they would ever envision what it might become, they're lying. I mean, they had no idea what this would right. become. It would still be going on strong 27 years later. But. It does say a lot that when this new flagship program premieres, the man who is in the main event of it, it's The Undertaker. Exactly. Uh, I guess Damien Demento, but still. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Start it from the bottom. That's it, man. Now we're here. And take a look, ladies and gentlemen, the phenom known as The Undertaker. Get your hair out of your face. You have such a pretty face. The So, what were you doing in January of 1993? Oh, I already said it. I was looking forward to the imminent release of Jurassic Park <laughs> six months from now. I couldn't wait. Just counting down the days. me? I was six. Uh, I hadn't turned seven yet until April this year. So, yeah, man, I couldn't wait. Uh, had Lion King come out? Probably was coming out this summer, too. I think, I think, I think Lion King came out in 90. Is it 94? Okay, I well, that would have been the next year. So. so, yeah, I think you're right. But, uh, yeah, 93, man. I was six years old. Um Dude, in January, yeah, I was just uh, living my best first grade life and uh, collecting Jurassic Park toys before they even came out and mm. could not wait to see that movie. So that was it. Man. I'd probably seen Sting on an episode of WSO Saturday Night at this point. I'd seen, you know, I'd, we talked earlier on in the podcast that he's the one that brought me into wrestling at a young age and then I kind of got away from it and then came back. But I do recall seeing him and, and, and Flair and steamboat and those types of guys on on uh wcw and wf television so i'd probably you know dip my toe in the wrestling water here but not really uh putting the snorkel in the wetsuit on yet so <laughs> that would come later and of course you do have your snorkel and wetsuit on as we record right <laughs> <Yes>. now <laughs> you're fully immersed in this. kind of quarantine here <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> um <laughs> Where to go from here? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I think we talked about it on the plane ride to New York a couple weeks ago. Uh, isn't it so weird that, or something that that does not exist anymore, is children's toys 
for adult movies. Right. And that, like, we grew up on that Jurassic yeah. Park, uh, Terminator, Alien, Predator, action figures, Water Star World. Trek, Waterworld, yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. I had yeah. all of those toys. And oh, yeah. That just doesn't exist anymore like there's no. no fast and furious toys there's a i guess there's avengers toys but that's different i mean that yeah, definitely appeals to kids yeah right it's just uh i don't know man it's just funny yeah, to me like, that that's disappeared Alien and aliens were hard r-rated movies Absolutely. but like i had the scorpion uh alien the gorilla alien i had all of them like the different versions i had ripley i had all the guys with the gun i mean I shouldn't have ever seen that movie. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, but I have. Yeah, they made R-rated movie toys. Like, it's, it's weird. They don't have it anymore. So yeah, I saw Terminator Two with my dad in the theater when I was <laughs> six or, or whatever because I had all the toys. And, yeah, ninety two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! I know. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh man, different times. But uh, yeah, yeah. As you uh, you talked about. You weren't quite dipping your feet in the wrestling waters. I was definitely uh, already converted into the religion of wrestling. I was a hardcore fan already at this point. Uh, I said it on here back in the early days, WrestleMania 9, which is the Royal Rumble that this is building up to, that was the first pay-per-view I ever watched live on right. pay-per-view, and so I was pumped for that. Um, I did not watch this one. I, I know I watched it on VHS back in the day. Um, haven't seen this rumble as many times as like the 92 rumble. Um, it wasn't like, for some reason, it wasn't one of my favorites to go back and rent back right. in the day, but I have seen it a few times. And, uh, you know, I think it's got Harry from Harry and the Hendersons in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not one of my favorite shows, but, uh, you know, I, I don't remember watching that first episode of raw though. Like I, I remember I missed it. You know, I was, you know, I was six, so yeah. I watched wrestling on Saturday mornings, and I knew that, but either I forgot to watch the first Raw, I knew it was happening, but, you know, I fell asleep, it was past my bedtime or something, yeah. I forgot it was happening that Monday night, so I remember being real upset I missed that first episode of Monday Night Raw, and then, you know, whenever they finally put it out on on DVD or on the network. Uh, it, it must have, they must've put it out on the DVD or something before they the did, network. Yeah. Cause I remember being excited to, Oh, I finally get to watch the first episode on Monday night raw. Cause I missed it back in the day. But after that, I, I always got to stay up an hour later on Monday nights to watch wrestling. Cause yeah. uh, you know, my bedtime was normally eight or nine, but uh, <laughs> my parents, you know, acknowledge my wrestling obsession. And let me stay up late on Mondays. So thanks mom and dad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's another thing we talk about. Kids these days don't have. If you miss the show, we talk about this in the plan the other day too. Like, if you miss the show by then, you just miss the show. Like, you just were out of the loop for the next week or whatever. Like, you had to, and especially wrestling where it is now, it's episodic. Back then, it wasn't necessarily that big because there wasn't as many pay per views. But still, yeah, you just so like you didn't get to see the first episode of Raw for until probably that box set came out. Yeah. Was it twenty fifth year anniversary or fifteenth year? Maybe fifteenth or twentieth uh, something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember buying that. I remember, we, I think we found it, or maybe separately by Movie Stop, we found like a discount copy. I, mean, I remember mm -hmm. picking that up and watching some of the old ones. Then about four years later, the uh, network came out, and now it's just at the tip of your hands, or That's tip it. of your fingertips. So. Pretty cool, man. Pretty crazy, this world that we live in nowadays. Uh, but we're going to throw it back to 1993, like we said, for this watch-along episode. Um you know, like like you mentioned, Travis, we, we're not going to be able to replicate Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, but we're going to give you a different fan's perspective on some of these guys. A lot of guys 
you know, we haven't really talked about on this podcast before, so it'll be a chance to riff on them. Uh, this, of course, takes place January 24th, 1993. Uh, what is it? The Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Man, I wish it was the Orco Arena from, like, mm. He-Man. The little, little red guy that floated a little... <laughs> <laughs> I loved Orko. That's what I was doing in 93, watching He-Man. Watching Master of the Universe, Trying to be baby. Orko for Halloween. I wanted an Orko outfit so bad. <laughs> Golly, I want to be Orko so bad. He wasn't in that movie, and it drove me nuts. They had that little uh, gorilla-looking guy with the what? big ears. The stupid rabbit thing. Uh, don't even get oh. me started on the movie. <laughs> oh, man. I have the DVD of it, but... <laughs> it's so it's good, horrendous. though. I still love it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's hilarious. That, now you... And now every movie has an after-the-scenes uh, thing. That was uh, the first one I remember. Me too. As yeah. a kid, seeing Skeletor pop back up out of the thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go on. Get the Royal Rumble, <laughs> Rumble underway. Here. Well, uh, one last point. This is the first ever Royal Rumble with the official stipulation that the winner is going to go on to WrestleMania to face the WWF Championship. True. So last year, 92, it was for the title, the vacant title. And, of course, Undertaker was a big part of that whole storyline. Uh, this time, the title... Shot is on the line at WrestleMania 9, and Undertaker, we're last picking up with him off of Survivor Series 92, where he defeated Kamala in a casket match, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> storylines that we've ever talked about on here back in the early days of the show. So, you know, he's not a ma- he's not the main eventer, but he- he's definitely established as one of the top guys, and he is uh, arguably... I would say him and Macho Man are probably the top baby faces going into this Royal Rumble here. And then Yokozuna is, he's only two months, two or three months into the company at this point, but he's definitely being pushed as a top heel at this point going into this Royal Rumble. So we'll see how all that plays out with all these guys and 27 other guys. So uh, Travis, where are we picking up on here? Uh, One, if you go to the little chapters, uh, if you... Click on the chapter for the Rumble. It should start at 1 hour, 26 minutes, and 22 seconds. So we're going to start there. And uh, I guess I'll give us a countdown from 10, and then we'll push We'll push play. Are we skipping over Caesar and Cleopatra delivering a proclamation? <laughs> I was planning on it. Okay. <laughs> Unless you would prefer. <laughs> no. Let's go back to that. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the 1 hour, 26 minutes, 22 seconds, and I'll do the countdown from 10, and then we'll uh, get down to 3, 2, 1, and then push play on play. So. Let's do it. All right. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. All right. Guy walking up to – just getting out of here, man. Well, Rumble starting. He's going to get his Coke or something. <laughs> it's like, terrible I mean, timing. I talk about every time we do these, it's like – you know the rumble you got, you know, at least an hour to, doing to kill. That? There oh, he is. Nate. Rick Flair. The man the, who drew number one. Man, the man who lasted and won it last year is here uh, to start us off this year. Man. That cameraman was a giant. <laughs> Golly. Is that been a cameraman? Let's see if we get another glimpse of him get later. Get him on. in the ring. Yeah. Well, I just watched the Carmelone and or Dennis Robin untold thing. I forgot how tall both those dudes were. That guy looked oh, like yeah. one of them, man, as a cameraman. <laughs> oh, that guy hates Ric Flair. <laughs> but he Royal loves Rumble the Royal Boo. Rumble. <laughs> he just brought a, he also loves... a hand-drawn Royal Rumble. Side. No wrestler. Like, he just... <laughs> no, just big fan of the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> Boo. 
Look at Flair, man. He's looking right Golly, in there. man. This is his uh, last rumble for a while. Yeah, man. He uh, he lose a loser leaves town match to Mister Perfect a few weeks after this. Bobby this, B. Everybody's dead. <laughs> Backlund. With Look at that jacket. Oh my god, he is doing the Tatanka skip on the ring ropes. <laughs> what he's is that? Got the Blue Blazers light. ring jacket. <laughs> oh, good thing they both started out to wear red. <laughs> Who's going to start a match tonight? Me? What are you wearing? Red. Why you? Red. Dang it. Bob right. Backlund with the handshake. Oh, Going for the ring of honor. Handshake. Dude, look at the tan difference in Bob yeah. Backlund. <laughs> right that. now. His pants are small. That's like hungry, uh, me and you in high school, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true. It's like in the summer... We're at Young Life Camp. Yeah. That's us at the pool. Yeah, you're Ric Flair. I'm Bob Backlund. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's hilarious. Oh, man. But how cool is Dude. this, man? Like, first of all, you got Ric Flair coming at number Whoop. one. So, <laughs> old school. <laughs> Bob Backlund having the time of his life out here. But, uh, man, so as a kid, I-, I wouldn't realize how important this was. Like, you know, these guys were the respective champions of the NWA right. and the WWWF, like in the 70s and the early 80s, just right. legends. As a kid, I didn't realize that. I just, like, I didn't know who this Bob right. Backlund guy was who's coming back. I just knew he was mm-hmm. an old champion. I didn't understand Ric Flair's legacy. But to old school people who are watching this, guys like our age who would have been watching this in 93, like 30, 40 year olds, man, how neat is this seeing these guys? Oh, yeah. Up? Be cool. It's like in the like in the two thousand seven one when it was Sean and or two thousand eight when Sean and Taker started it off. You know, like kind of like that. Yeah, maybe not quite as big, but uh, you know, just guys from a different era starting off. Oh man, oh Flair with the flop. flop. <laughs> oh, so good. There's so many mullets and mustaches in the audience and, and tie-dye. shirts tied around <laughs> the waist. Oh man. So here we go. These guys, are the first two, we've got. Oh, I love it. Countdown for number three. Who's it going to be? Here we go. It's our boy. Oh, our pal. <laughs> Fan, friend of the show, the godfather, Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Oh, friend of the show, Papa Shango. Oh, in there. Look at that scary paint, though, on his face. He's Man. big right here. Uh, still Golly. Definitely thought this guy was going to be... Not necessarily a world champion, but a main eventer. Man, what a look yeah. on this guy. It's kind of crazy they didn't end up doing more with him in this role. Obviously, uh, he's a wow. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Doesn't get much to he's do tonight. He's gone. <laughs> okay, Ric Flair just dumped out our boy. Dadgum, he got all painted up for that. But guess what? He got paid the same, probably. I was just about to say, he spent more time on his face paint than he did in the <laughs> ring tonight. <Yeah. laughs> hey, uh, Tony Schiavone's not here yet in WWE, is he? He oh, doesn't come until right before. No, he was no, like 1990. He was That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah he's, he's back in WCW. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm getting my years confused. That's right. So if you haven't listened to episode two weeks ago where we covered our New York trip, you can hear great Godfather, Charles Wright, Papa Shango's story as he gives us the inside scoop on some of the Undertaker's pants and his pants, traveling pants. Be sure to listen to that one, yeah. folks. <clears throat> Brotherhood of the Traveling Pants. That's it, man. So a sequel coming out straight to video straight to download 
like everything else is now. Oh, there's a rest in peace sign on the right side. There. I see, see it? it. That's nice. I think there's a guy in Undertaker cosplay right behind him. Oh, you yeah. See that? Or that's Taker sitting <laughs> back there. <laughs> He's getting a front row seat for this action. Oh, man. So we've had three people in, and one's been thrown out. Ric Flair's begging off like a true heel. And what color would you say Bob Athlon's hair is? Is it red or brown? I don't know. Um, Auburn? He's gonna be a he's gonna be a world champion in about uh, what a year from now. Yeah, how crazy is that? It's weird. All right, who's coming in next? One of my favorite heel runs four. of all time here. Oh yeah, money, 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 and Jimmy Hart. That's Ted it, baby. DiBiase. Go get him, Ted. Yeah, get him, Teddy. Beans and taters. <laughs> he was at the, We talked about him two weeks ago at our New York trip. We sure did. That's right. We saw him from a distance. This would be oh. Ted DiBiase's final Royal Rumble. Uh, he's going to be done with the WWF uh, in an in-ring capacity later this year. So uh, the guy who bought the number 30 spot in one of the original Royal Rumbles. And the guy that brought in The Undertaker. The guy who brought in The Undertaker and, and feuded with him uh, with mm-hmm. his million dollar corporation for like a year. And he and Ric Flair are having trouble throwing Bob Backlund out for some reason. And again, you know, I think I say this during every Royal Rumble, and and, and I just said it earlier, but man, like legends, right here. Like you know, yeah. Teddy Biasi been wrestling for twenty years at this point. So like, if if you're an old school fan watching this in 1993, this is so cool, so much history with these three guys. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like you said earlier, as a kid, you had no idea. You're just like, who are these old men? <laughs> <laughs> Because they're probably not even, let's see, what, 90, this is 27 years ago, right? So Yeah, 27 Rick, Rick years Flair ago. Ric Flair is 44. Wow. Here, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, you know, that's, that's, uh. Because yeah. he's not going to retire for another 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we all thought he was old watching this. <laughs> right. Like, and then I'm sure DiBiase is not too far behind him. Yeah, probably similar age. Yeah, you're right. And Backlund, same. Look at Backlund, dude. He just looks like somebody's dad put on like a red outfit and got in the ring. Well, dude, he's probably in the exact same shape to this day, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's nasty <laughs> time. Nasty. <laughs> yes, sir. Hustling out to the ring, man. You're probably blown up already. He's <laughs> probably blown up already. Whoop. <laughs> Look at him Ooh, take those ropes. Bounce off the rope. Has he been to wrestling school? <laughs> He's never been to wrestling school. Who takes a rope like that? Tell you what, this guy's going nuts. Dude. Dude, he is spamming those punches. Oh, the head knocker headbutt. I love a good double headbutt right there. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> golly. What was that? <laughs> it's just like me and you wrestling. <laughs> He does like not care. Sixth grade. No. <laughs> oh. This is like a fan off the street oh. coming into the ring, thinking it's a shoot fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, knobs, man, he came in the house of fire, house of pain. Hey, jump around on it, <laughs> knobs that we mentioned before. He looks exactly the same today. Absolutely. Um, somebody selling cokes and sprites coming down the aisleway right there. Yeah. Yep, Coke, Sprite, whatever you want. Would uh, it have been new Coke at this point? <laughs> I think we're I think we're a little bit past that. Past we got Coke Classic. <laughs> Coke Classic, maybe Crystal Pepsi. I don't know. Ooh man, Crystal Pepsi. What a <laughs> what a something. What a treat. 
Uh, some of the crowd's not really impressed. I'll be honest They're with you. They're not really into it. Yeah. Uh, Donna Summers in the audience. I see her. Oh, yeah? Six row back. <laughs> Green shirt. No, a Tina Turner. I'm sorry. <laughs> Samadana. Samadana. That's what. That's what they got to tell Brian Nobbs he comes in. A summer done now. <laughs> Come on, Nobbs. Oh, one of your favorite SNL skits. Mike's next. Who is it? So, so many mom jeans. You see that Undertaker oh, shirt? That kid walking down the aisle? That oh! eight sizes too large? <laughs> yeah. It's care. a nightgown. Oh, it's a feud amongst the Money Inc. Virgil. Uh, that's great, man. Virgil and. DBIC going at each other. Oh, Virgil with the moves. Oh, <laughs> Virgil. We're looking at two a, members of the NWO. I was about to say a strong uh, WCW '98 lineup in here with <laughs> Knobs and Vincent and Flair. Every, every one of these guys, except for Backlund, yeah. would be in WCW in a couple of years. Dang, dude. Knobs well, like hardcore like champion, years. WCW hardcore <laughs> champion. Oh yeah. Hardcore Invitational, Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. That's it, man. Oh, man. He is just – you tell you what, man. Those pants were ahead of their time. That's what all the ladies are wearing nowadays. Who, uh, Vincent? No. <laughs> good heavens. No, Brian, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, oh, no, I'm just went head first on the top. Right. What a high He's spot, man. God, He's gone, man. Daggummit, he was entertaining. Well, uh, I mean, he had like yoga pants on. He did, he did. I saw, Virgil? I saw a great meme online that was, you know, the famous Virgil picture where he's at his autograph signing with yeah. nobody around him. It just said social distancing underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. He's been social distancing since uh, 2012. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that Olive Garden money? So oh, I think we're doing like the two minute entries here because this rumble yeah. feels like it's moving a little bit slower <laughs> than the last few that we covered. Yeah. Oh man, Bethlehem's got to get some bigger pants. <laughs> this is out of control, man. <laughs> They're high waisted though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's got them up high. Who's coming out next? The oh king. yes, sir. The uh, real king of Memphis. Now this is this might be his first in-ring appearance. Uh, he debuted on commentary maybe a month or so before this. Uh, and he, you know he may have had a, a match on Superstars or something. It's definitely his first pay-per-view appearance. He's got the, uh, the airbrush special tights, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> the pier at Myrtle Beach special right oh, there, man. My. <clears throat> Him and Flair. I talk about legends. Yes. Of their time. Look at those punches. I'm sorry. Nobody throws a working punch. Better than Jerry Lawler. And I will take that to the grave. Ric Flair's rolling out of the bottom rope. Can't handle those. I told you those punches, man. Can't <laughs> handle the punches. But Fonzie seriously, I've right heard there admonishing so, Flair. Yeah, Fonz. heard so many wrestlers on interviews and podcasts uh, talk about the work and punch of Jerry Lawler. And I've gone back and watched stuff. And they're right, man. Austin says it all the time. Uh, I know Becky Lynch said recently that she was watching his matches to learn how to throw a punch. Because... Yep. She told he told her like she needs some help. Um, Raven talks about how Jerry Lawler is his favorite wrestler of all time. He said that's his favorite. Just everything he does is perfect, and I can't agree. And we've talked on here extensively about how he does little to nothing move wise in a match, but 
he has you in the palm of his hand the entire time. I agree with Raven, man. Jerry the King might be my favorite wrestler it's of all Virgil time. He, he's becoming for a suplex off the <laughs> Tower of Doom right here. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had to say something about potential German suplex. No, go ahead. Yeah, but, he, uh, he, you're probably right. Yeah, he needs to go down to the performance center and teach a weekly class yeah. on throwing punches and doing a lot with a little because that's exactly his signature. Man, just uh, and again. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Another man who was at the big event, who uh, Max Moon. There is a picture of Max Moon with our fan Jeremy Bagley, our friend Jeremy Bagley, in a Take Your Easy shirt. That exists, ladies and gentlemen, the strange world we live in. But, uh, dude, the king, another guy. I had no idea. I just who is this old guy in these Mm -hmm. terrible airbrush tights? Like, who is this goof? I had no idea all the Andy Kaufman stuff, and like mm-hmm. he's arguably one of the biggest wrestling stars in history. Man, like, yeah, you put you could put him up there with with Hogan and Austin, like for the mm-hmm. during the seventies and early eighties, being on the David Letterman show and all that sort of stuff. They're just yeah, you know, people might know him. He might be one of the top ten wrestlers that people of that generation could like name. Would recognize your yeah. name, yeah. Well, I remember when I got into wrestling, like big time in ninety six, seven, whatever it was. Um, my dad was telling me about, oh, yeah, I'm Jerry Lawler and the Andy Coppin thing because, you know, and because I used to watch Letterman with my dad at night, you know, not every night because it was long late, but when I could. Right. And so he was telling me about, you know, that from, you know, that was that the, the late 70s, or early 80s or whatever that was. So just like just crazy. Like, yeah. Like I said, my dad couldn't care less about wrestling, but he knew who Jerry Lawler was and knew who Hulk Hogan was. He's born in the same town I was from born that we we're born in. So, you know, it's just crazy. Now, is this Conan Max Moon or is this the imposter? That's a great question, and I, I, I don't know. I, I can't get. I think close this enough is Conan it. still. It, it might yeah, be. I don't know. If it is, it's another one of those WWE. will be in those. That's right. Dude. In a couple couple years. And this would. I don't know. His hair is really long. Whoever that is. Definitely be Conan's only Royal Rumble appearance. Yeah. K Dog. Man, what's your thoughts on Conan? I was just about to ask you the same thing. I tell you what, man, that dude, that dude did a great kick right there. But I tell you what, he can good. do a lot with a little too, man. As far as charisma wise, I love the Tequila Sunrise that oh. move. I thought it was very unique. There Max he goes, Max out. Moon. Yeah. I thought Tequila Sunrise was a very unique move. Oh, here he goes. Um, <laughs> I think I'm this you is, fill me in here. I think this is Tenru. Tenru, yeah. Tenru, yeah. okay. Uh, Tenru, somebody. Yep. All right, he's not going to win. That's no, all that matters. Not going to happen. <laughs> nope. But again, he's uh, a legend of his time, and uh, it was neat to see him here. I, we can look back now and say how cool it is, but uh, yeah, I did not know who that was. No, time, so. it was kind of neat when they would do that in Royal Rumbles. Have <laughs> just <laughs> some random Japanese guys, or like yeah, I think Dick Murdoch comes in in a couple years. Like, it'd be fun if uh, I don't know, like. Kota Ibushi came in in this year's yeah. Royal Rumble, just like out of nowhere, just for a one-off. Or if they did mm-hmm. something random like back, like Tanahashi or something. Yeah, <laughs> like Yuji Nagata comes in, dude. <laughs> great, I would love man. that. I love Yuji Nagata. I always picked him on Revenge to play with. Mm, There's something yeah, in no Revenge. Absolutely. He was great. But uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, Conan, man, he, he, he did a lot with a little too, man. He knew how to talk, get the crowd fired up. He had so many catchphrases back then. When everybody had oh, a catchphrase, yeah. you get lost in the shuffle, especially on WWE. Uh, everybody had a catchphrase, but on WCW, you know, the NWO, all those guys had something to say, and, and they were great. So, I'd how do you feel about K Dog? He's kind of like 
either the X Pac or the Road Dog of WCW, man. Because like mm-hmm. he was O V E R. He was yes. over like Rover back in the day. But I, de- I mean, ah. Wasn't always. I never really enjoyed his matches too much. I mean, he could do somewhat, and I mean, like I say, he was over, so he didn't really care. Yeah. But man, you're right. He did a lot with a little, and um, and his used those mic goes, skills, and yeah. Well, and it, and I mean, his his style. Remember, he had his his uh, boxers hanging up like above his pants, and he had the top button button. Like that was something that you could, you and I could wrestle in the backyard, and one of us could beat Conan. He, yes. and you would know that by sure. what you wear. You know, by what we're looking like. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Big the feline. Oh, just oh, look at this. I love now, it. This is a story right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> immediate eye poke. <laughs> Sorry. It's the best thing I've seen this whole match. <laughs> Golly. How is Mr. Perfect not cracking up? <laughs> I don't know, man. Golly, too bad his son has... A tenth of the charisma that he has. I does. know, man. I like Joe Hennig. I like him as a person, I, and it's cool that like he he was the one that helped train, like retrain Rock to get ready for his return back in 2011. Like Rock got in the ring with Curtis Axel to get him back in ring shape, and like, but he just he's a succubus of charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> yeah, the most over he's ever been is doing a Hulk Hogan impression. Like, yeah, kind of sad, but. Oh, Flair. He's just, Curtis Axel is just never, it, it, it's his look to me. Like, he's great in the mm-hmm. ring. His, his haircut is just awful. Like, yeah. he either needs to grow it out or shave it or do something. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, just never lived up to the, uh, it, it's it's tough when you're saddled with being Mr. Perfect's son. Yeah, that's a pretty impossible legacy to live up to. And uh, he just never, never quite did it. Well, it's one of those things where, like, <clears throat> sometimes with those second or third generation people, they, like, want to distance themselves so much. So it actually does them a disservice because you don't even like, – they're not even allowed to emulate or, you know, be compared to their father or mother yeah. or whoever it is. But then sometimes, like, with Charlotte, they're, like – they just full-on endorse it, you know? And, like, yeah. the night, like Natalia, they just full-blown – she's a heart family. Like, I don't know. But, um, Except with Natalia, weird. they always say her uncle, Bret Hart. They never That's talk true. about her dad. <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> until, is true. until he died. Oh. Then they started talking about him. Skinner, man. There he is. A guy who has got a little bit of boost in fame in recent weeks with this yeah. FCW yeah. documentary on the network, which is a must watch. Oh, uh, God. If you haven't yeah, seen must it watch. Yet. Steve Kern, for those of you who don't know, he's responsible for running uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, training a lot of the stars you see on WWE television right now. Um, a lot of the guys that migrated from FCW to, to NXT, and it was astonishing to me how many of those guys started off in FCW. And Ric Flair's gone. He's at it. Mr. Perfect. Loving it. Ooh, Fonzie trying to hold him back. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Flair is having a fit. <laughs> The crowd is going. Well, look at that crowd, man! They're on their feet. Yeah, and look like at the that. action is. Mr. Perfect, so over for throwing flare out. This happened, yeah. And of course, they're mm-hmm. going to go on and have that Loser Leaves Town match on Raw. Which, if mm-hmm. you've never seen that match, folks, it's on like the fifth or sixth episode of Raw, something like that. Man, go out of your way. It's like thirty minutes. Yes. it's a fantastic match. It's so good, man. That's one you put in when you're like, "Hey, you want to know what wrestling is? Mm. This right here. Yeah, great storytelling. <laughs> you know." 
And uh, I mean, seriously, Mr. Perfect's got the Big Show look going on here. The <laughs> one strap. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know why. But you know what, man? One thing I said this before when the Royal Rumble, Mr. Perfect. I love his singlet because it, it it was always that neon color with the black back, and like no one else ever had that. People yep. would have the solid color. Or I don't know something on the front, but like he had the, always had the black, you know, on the back. I just loved it. It was is unique. It stood out. He had yeah. his own style. I agree with you completely. Oh, King just took a chop <laughs> and hit the back. Hit his back. <laughs> King, God, he's so good. And I know P- King gets a lot of crap for his commentary nowadays, and he's out of touch, old man. He's he's supposed to do that. Like that's what he's supposed to be doing. But like, listen to him talking. <laughs> <laughs> Is he supposed to do that? Coco yeah. beware. Coco. Just He's... pulled his pants up to his neck. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Talk about standing out. Yes, Look at sir. Those... <laughs> That's it right there. Dude, if that if, – <laughs> If I said, what decade is this match in? You would look at the ring right now and say, 90s, because look at those pants. Yes. Oh, my Oh, word. my goodness. Why does nobody wear those? Two Hall of Famers going at it right here. Coco and the King. (laughs) Asking each other's heads in. Oh, man. You know what? A lot of Hall of Famers in the ring. There are a lot of Hall of Famers in the ring. And I think, uh, unless I'm forgetting somebody, I think Mr. Perfect, strangely enough, is the only guy who is no longer with us. Who has been in this match so far. Which is wild for a match. Yeah, that's true. 27 years ago. Yeah. You see this Tinru? Kid in the aisle on the stairs, just sitting on the stairs mm-hmm. <laughs> with his uh, oh, Skinner would Skinner the cat, <laughs> and now he's gone. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, that kid just sitting on the stairs getting a good seat. He's <laughs> <laughs> just I love it. That's the same guy from last week that was yelling at Edge. I think it might have been. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Look at this man. This is crazy. It's getting nuts in here. A lot of talent in this ring. I'm digging this match. It's just fun to talk about this stuff. But uh, I tell you what, it is long intervals in between. <laughs> Two minutes is too long. Yeah. And Especially compared to 97. I feel like, or 2007. That was like boom, 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 boom. Those guys were out in 40 seconds, it felt like. so. And you're looking in the ring. You're, you're not thinking any of these guys are going to WrestleMania nope. <laughs> to face the world champion, who would be Bret Hart at this point. He defeated Razor Ramon earlier in the night so that's who we're getting towards as yes <laughs> samu of the head shrinkers out next mm. being brought to the ring by his hair <laughs> off and tosses him in there oh wow man, look at that and that would be the uncle of the usos right Usos, Roman Reigns, all that stuff, yeah. Anybody but Samoa Joe. The one who had Samoa in his name. Exactly. <laughs> Not related to him. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, he's the lone, the lone Samoan. So so weird. But yeah, remember, uh, remember Manu? It was in Legacy for about two weeks? Uh, unfortunately, I do that guy? barely yeah. remember that. Yeah. Talk about third generation or second generation guys that don't have it. <laughs> he did not, no. <laughs> no. Uh, bless his heart. Oh, oh. Backland is he going King. for chicken wing? Nope. King's not even trying to get out of that. Oh, he chopped Jerry Lawler so hard it hurt Bob Backlund. <laughs> no, oh, no shoes, man. Samoan headbutt. Yeah, man. Do you, you think you could work with no shoes on? Good heavens, no. I'll break my ankles. 
There's no way I would. I remember Rusev. He started out that way, and then he did hurt his foot, and he yeah. said, "Not again, not happening." How long till Matt Riddle gets some boots on? Uh, I know, man. I do love his whole shtick with the flip flops and stuff, but yeah, like, he's gonna too. have to. He's gonna have to start wearing shoes, man. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a unique person. We don't talk about the current crop of con of oh DDT from King. We don't talk about current wrestlers too much. But I tell you what, I like Matt Riddle's style because he. Uh, if you watch a match of his, he doesn't really hit the ropes a lot. He does a lot of just hmm. wrestling in the ring. Just pay attention next time you guys watch a Matt Riddle match. Well, he's a tag team right now, but if it's just him singles, he doesn't bounce off the ropes and do a lot of Irish, Irish whips. He just does lots of moves in the middle of the ring. I like it. It's really really unique. Very unique guy. He does a uh, bit of a tombstone, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like one. a mixture. Oh, man. <laughs> the Berserker. Ron Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to do the Cobra. He's got his hand <laughs> Cobra! <laughs> what's, what's happening? Berserker, man. So many gimmicks in this ring. So <laughs> many gimmicks. Oh, man. What were we Oh, yeah. Remember, uh, so there was a move on WCW Nitro game for PlayStation that okay. DDP had called the Pancake. And it was kind of yes. like a tombstone. He'd pick him up, but he'd fall forward. That's pretty much what Matt Riddle does, but he locks... He locks his arms around the leg, kind of like uh, Cesaro's gotch pile driver. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a tombstone version of the gotch pile driver. Oh, so. my oh! God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen King Whoa. take a bump like that. No. he. Good thing he had boots on. His ankles would have been <laughs> shattered. DiBiase is trying to get Mr. Perfect out. Dude. Okay, watch right now. Who do you see in the current, like, look at that guy bumping on the edge. Yes. That's Dolph Ziggler. That's That's... Dolph Ziggler is Mr. Perfect, yes. like the way he bumps. It's just, you could have put Ziggler right there and it looked just like him. Look at him fighting to stay in this match right now. Like, Look at that, that's awesome. He's trying to stay in the world. What a great spot this is. Yeah, this Three is awesome. Three guys pushing and shoving. Oh, and they finally got oh, him. Oh, got him. So King and Perfect going at it on the Dude, outside after I would the match. I love to watch that match. Oh, yeah. Trading haymakers with each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who's that other referee? Uh, Danny Fonz. Davis, I believe. Oh, that is Danny Davis. Yeah. Another guy. Another uh, past. No, no, he's still alive. Never mind. I'm thinking uh, Danny of, uh, Davis is still alive. Yeah, I he's, think. Yeah. He trained a lot of guys at OVW. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, I think him and Rip Rogers and uh, Cornette were down there. So. Sometimes guys like that, you don't—they don't do a lot in the wrestling business, but they give back a lot behind the scenes. Like guys like Steve Kern and Danny Davis and stuff. Oh, oh. King! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Here's our boy, Look at this. the Undertaker, with Paul Bear coming out. No jacket, no hat. He's nope. ready for business here. Look at these fans; they're on their feet for Absolutely. this. Look at that. I, that's the, the most we've seen them react. The aisleway is now covered. That guy lost his seat on the aisleway. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on their feet. Yes. Here's a guy who, like I said, he, he's probably you're probably thinking he's one of the front runners out here yeah. potentially. He's Former world could, champion. Yep. Who could legitimately win this thing? And Samu's headbutts. They're doing nothing. Doing nothing. Oh my. Berserker. <laughs> Berserking on Bob Backman out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Taker's got a goozle on Samu. See ya! And so- <laughs> oh, my dear. <laughs> he broke his stomach. Someone spot. check on oh, Samu. Oh, go beware. He just flew across the <laughs> ring like a <it's> bird Freddy. <laughs> oh, Berserker. Berserker. 
But oh. obviously, I'm on Bob Backlund on the mat. You're on the oh, cement. He pulled the mat up. Yeah. yeah. Cement. Tenru uh, and Tenru. the Undertaker. There you go. Ah, see ya. <laughs> Taker's thrown two people out so far. He is dominating oh. here. Everybody getting oh, some uppercuts man. and chokes and going after his mentor, former mentor, DiBiase here. All right, so he still does this kind of stuff. Was we're in two thousand and eight, but he, just look at how much slower of a pace, methodical—that's that overused word. But he's just such a—he's—he's he's really gimmicking it up right now with his, yes. his style. We talked about it last week how back then it was like the—you always talked about it like a, like a horror movie monster. <laughs> Coco pulled his pants up <laughs> before he tried to throw the berserker out. <laughs> but like, it's just funny how it just shows his evolution. Like they've been talking about on commentary in two thousand eight, how much he's changed and adapts. It's just crazy. That's right. But it's good to see the old Undertaker. Oh, man. <laughs> Another guy that gets gives back to the company and has uh, his fair share of haters and <laughs> and lovers. Uh, Terry Taylor. Uh, I believe he's terrific Terry, Terry Taylor at this run, the former Red Rooster. Heavens. Uh, I still, and he works at the Performance Center at, to the, mm-hmm. at, at this day in 2020. One of the great mm-hmm. minds and trainers in the business, but a guy who just... Never quite made it in the ring. Oh! Barely made it for 20 seconds. And <laughs> DiBiase threw out Coco Beware and the Red Rooster. I tell you what. Throwing out birds everywhere. If you watch any of those. hates poultry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not a fan. Oh! <laughs> DiBiase Slam. hates the bird, man. Oh, they could have been a tag team. Taylor. Oh, and yeah. Taylor. And, and Taylor's thrown out three people now. I was going to say about Taylor, if you watch any old Mid-South stuff, that was like the peak of yeah. Terry Taylor's career. He was actually really over and really yeah. good in those Mid-South days. But uh, Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. What are we seeing? What that, is okay, happening? Okay, Giant Gonzalez just saved this camera shot <laughs> somehow. This massive man. What is this? Ellie Gante from WCW is making his, I believe this is his first ever appearance. I believe this is mm-hmm. his debut Covered in a skin suit with hair. Slim good body. Slim good body, as you've said it. The Berserker (laughs) gone. Undertaker takes him out. They had feuded a little bit on some Superstars episodes. But now, what is happening? Oh, my. Look at this camera shot between the legs. (laughs) Between the fur. Taker with his hair in his face. What is this supposed to be? This is awful. This other guy's clapping. People are oh stomp, fee fi fo fum. I Taker's think the Undertaker's confused. Yeah, he's like I don't know. He's standing up to him now though. Yeah, trying to do big like monster. This spot ring here. ain't big enough for two of us, <laughs> <laughs> partner. Man, under and poor Taker been saddled with these guys through his entire he, career. But some great camera shots here. Did okay. he just come out mega early because the countdown just went down and nobody's come out? Well. Yeah, maybe. No, I, he's not an official entrant, I believe. If you see Damien oh, Demento, the... Oh, okay. The Undertaker's Monday Night Raw main event opponent. Oh, that chop is bad. Taker has an affinity for going oh, down. Oh, my. Got eliminated. Yeah, he does have a weakness for chops. Eliminated by... He does. Great colleague. Harry Henderson's is chopping him down. Look at that outfit. I mean, you think Vince saw that and said, this is some good crap now. Hey, yes. Like, 
What is wrong? Okay, that Macho Man dummy that the little kid has right there? Yes. I was FaceTime with my parents earlier. My nephew has that. It's at, it's at their house. I was like, what? where did you get the Macho Man dummy? They're like, oh, that's Parker. So I'm like, what? He doesn't like wrestling. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> How does he have that? Oh, I don't know why he has it. I've his got other the Hogan grandpa, one. His other grandpa, not my dad, has a Ric Flair credit card. Amazing. Or had. Had. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the wall at his house now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I assume it was him. So Damien, I'm mean not Damien, uh, El Gigante is taking it to Taker here, making him look very vulnerable, which is something you didn't often see back then, and in all seriousness. they Obviously, they think this is going to be a big money feud. They're giving these guys a showcase position here in the Royal Rumble. And, I mean, yeah. Gonzalez is taking it Undertaker in a way we've almost never seen up to this point with a choke slam. Oh, one of the Undertaker's moves, he pulls off on him. Harvey Whippleman, his manager out there, yelling at him. Look at that hair. Dude, i tell you what. This is a textbook example of history being written by the winners because everyone rips on the Yeti in WCW mm-hmm. and how stupid yep. it was. And it is stupid, but is this not just as stupid as right. that? Absolutely. We don't talk about it as much. Right. Well, Zietti lasted for like a minute. This will last until WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, taking Taker's knee out. You're supposed to work the left side, you dummy. dummy. That's the right knee. Is his brown tooth just like a div dead roots in there? Or is that part of his gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> it's real commitment to the character there. I don't know. He is a massive man, though. Is he standing big with guy. all these referees? I mean, he is legit seven foot something. Yeah, he's huge. But again, he's a WCW cast-off. Like, they used him for a minute and gave him away. Right. <laughs> and WWF picked him up and tried something. It didn't work. So we've had two more entrants in the Royal Rumble, but neither one of them made it in the ring. Yeah. So one is the, um, would you say Damien Demento, I believe? And one is we haven't seen yet. Oh, we saw that- him. It was IRS. As if things couldn't oh, get any yeah. worse. The Undertaker's yep. gone. And now we got IRS in the ring. My least favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, terrible. And this terrible, f- terrible. Furball, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Slim goodbye. <laughs> uh, what was that cartoon, Inside Out Boy? I think it was on Nickelodeon. The yes. Guy, the little kid would flip over the uh, swing set. <laughs> Bob Bathman's still in the match? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he got oh, that yeah. body slam on the by the berserker. Now, I'll tell you what. As terrible of an idea as Giant Gonzalez was, look at Taker selling over there for him, trying Absolutely, to put man. him over. The destruction he's been, you know, he's withstood. Team Look how player. tall that cameraman is. He's huge. He should be in the match. Look he's the Undertaker. Dude, Damien Domingo's haircut is commitment to character. You yes. thought Kane's hair in 2003 was bad? <laughs> oh, man. Undertaker's still out. I mean, this yeah. is legitimately the most damage we've seen on him up to this point. Mm-hmm. Tatanka! Boy, I love Tatanka in 1993. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite wrestlers. I'd do his little now, war I, dance around the house. Yeah. Now, I knew of him, even though I wasn't watching. I just knew, like, because, again, he's one, if I flip to a channel, that's going to captivate me if I'm six or seven years old. His his outfit, his style, his charisma, that's going to make me stop changing the channels, finding, trying to find DuckTales. I'm going to stop on this and watch this instead. Yeah, you can look at this zombie <laughs> Falling around on him, Paul Bear, pulling him up, using the power of the urn. As he's not, look at this man selling. I know. 
look at that. Golly, he's only been there for two years. He's doing a great job. Limping. I tell you what, that, that cameraman's expecting a flood. His <laughs> pants are so high. <laughs> but look, take it. Yeah, you can say he's limping. Really selling so well. Like, it's just something that you just, I don't know, man. It's, it's really, again, he's putting over some idiot, John Gonzalez, but he's doing the best he can. IRS is botching a backbreaker there on Tatanka. What a surprise. IRS yes, about par for the course. <laughs> i tell you what, now, in real life, the IRS has extended the tax deadline for a couple months, so give him some credit. <laughs> they should bring IRS out on Raw on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're filming Raw as we speak, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's true. They're they filmed everything, like, early. Yeah. I can't do – it's going to be weird. Like, Mania is going to be already in the can. Like, But you know what? they got to do what they got to do. So it is what so it is. So strange. I, what it, that's going to be one of the weirdest episodes we'll ever cover. Yep. No, uh, no spoilers, probably though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be I surprised not. if they got out somehow. I hope not. Yeah, look at that red hair from Tatanka. Yeah, man, like you said, standing oh. out. And dude, tassels on tassels, oh, on tassels in the ring right now. Absolutely, two guys with tassels. Oh, another oh. house of fire. <laughs> nasty boys snorted up a line before they out to the ring. It must have been in that bathroom in New York we were in <laughs> oh with Jackie goodness. and Gata. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's got the good stuff. Oh, oh pulling on Iris's tie. Yeah, I do love that. Oh, it's perfect. Forearm, forearm. Like, like Luke Gallows always says. Forearm, forearm, forearm. <laughs> oh, man. Man, one I do of love these men it's excellent. going to WrestleMania to face the world champion. Jerry Sags <laughs> versus Bret Hart. <laughs> WrestleMania 9. Let's go. Oh, oh. that guy on the, is on the uh, aisle way. Oh, he's moving now. Trying to get a good spot. Has anyone done a wrestling move in a long time? <laughs> Not in a while. Uh, I mean, seriously. Giant Gonzalez did a choke oh. slam. That's as close yeah. as we've been. Jerry Lawler did a DDT, but um, yeah, I guess Sags just did a uh, was that was that a Manhattan drop or a um, yeah the other one? What's one the other one? Atomic drop. Atomic drop. I think Atomic drop is on the is is when they're facing out. Yeah, facing and Manhattan's out. when they're facing you. I don't know, man. More tie but, shots, Tyrus. Do you, you know what I just now put together? You know the Manhattan Project was the atom bomb thing, and Atomic, and then Manhattan. Is that where they come to get? Is that why the move is called that? It's supposed to be let's, like an atomic yes. bomb to your <laughs> like it. groin area, I guess. <laughs> then reverting this Manhattan, I don't know. Doctor Manhattan, I don't know. So there you go. Yep. So many things, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if a big blue naked guy come out called Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> the Watchman. It would Might fit well. right in at this point. Yeah, now. it would fit in in this this era. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we just wouldn't have that cool Smashing oh, Pumpkins song. Oh, it's Chuck Lowe. Hell, Typhoon. <laughs> Our buddy Chuck could be Typhoon. Chuck <laughs> Man, they don't. Chuck-y. Well, I was going to say they don't make wrestlers like this anymore, but I guess they do with the There's a couple. Otis. Yeah. <laughs> He's got veins in his arms, though. You can see the vein in his arms. Yeah, that man had not lifted a weight in decades. Oh. The Shockmaster himself, Typhoon. Yeah. Uncle uh, 
Uncle What's Fred. his name? <laughs> Uncle Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's Uncle Fred. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these guys are just hugging over there. Back in the IRS. I love the natural disasters, though. Man, they, to me, sure. those guys stood out. Like, yeah. enormous dudes. You know, not. Not, not going to give you a five star classic. No, but dang, man. It was fun to Look watch them on TV. Hair. Dude, this again, again, I'm gonna repeat what you said. One of these guys is gonna make it in WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Slash none of these guys. The whole family's going to the bathroom up the aisleway there. Yeah, That's Donna Summers. Oh. Yeah. Sag's just with a low kick. He is blown up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Bob Backlund has been in since number three. Two or three? number two. Yeah, two, he was yeah. number two. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so which is the same as number one in my book. Yeah. So yeah, um, man, none of these guys are going to win. Tugboat! I mean, Typhoon with a uh, tree slam. Look at that. Did, did he become Roadblock in WCW? Which no. one was Roadblock? <laughs> Neither one of those guys were Roadblock. Okay, that was another guy? Just another I, obese joke. I loved some road Roadblock. Absolutely. Those are Saturday night. I used him on WCW. Not, it was not him. Rick Fuller was on WCW Thunder, mm-hmm. the video. Yes, he was. <laughs> that I love Rick Fuller. Getting some royalty checks. From yeah, I love that guy. He was excellent. <sighs> Another Hall of Famer. Nope. Rikishi Fatu. Other half of the head shrinkers. The Usos. Papa. Papa Us. Oh, getting slapped in the face before he gets in there. But look, man, you can see the Usos when you see him. Absolutely, like, man. Like It's crazy. The way they they work, I mean, they're not obviously half his size, but like they work just like him. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. You can see the kicks. And, you can see it in the yeah. See it in their faces. Those punches right there. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Did you call uh, <laughs> Roadblock an an obese? <laughs> or are you saying obese guy? Like, how about the obese? The obese. <laughs> like a really big. <laughs> It comes out called the obese. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you were a part of these conversations, but our buddies Josh and Caleb, we 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 used to talk about them being a tag team called OB City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm out, just like eat a sandwich on the apron while they're waiting for the yeah, next guy to ta- grab a snack from the concession stand. Uh, and we said that out of love to those guys. And yeah. Both those guys well, well, are now uh, have had some good bodies. <laughs> yeah. They've had bypass surgery and they're healthy lifestyles now. But mm-hmm. but um, Josh was the roast beast. In he our was little... the roast beast. Yeah. But dude, the obese, that'd be great. The obese or uh, OB City. I like that. Tag o- team. Yeah, man. OB City would be great. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fantastic. You're welcome to that, WWE, if you're yeah, listening. free gimmick idea. Or AEW, whatever. No, it had to be called Dark Obesity if it was AEW. <laughs> Something yeah, Everything dark, has to be dark. Death-related, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, Bob Backlund just did, uh, whose move was that? It's like Andre used to do. Like yeah. A, just stand on their head and... I guess, yeah. Dude, I don't know. People <laughs> love standing on the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> love just having a there moment of fame out there. The earthquake. earthquake. Dude, he is 21 here. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- probably close to it. <laughs> Our buddy Richard but, right here. But Richard Hall. Luke Gallows going, 
Oh yeah, we covered Luke Gallows last week, and he looks kind of like thing, kind of like that. How about this man? He went straight after his tag team partner. Yeah, they don't care. It's for a world title shot, baby. I know. Typhoon and earthquake. He did not hesitate, man. No, he I didn't. Love that. That's the first guy he identified that he can beat up. Oh, out of all the little guys in the ring, he said, "I want to take my tag team partner." This is making me uncomfortable. Yeah, belly bumping in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) The shark. The shark himself. The shark and uh, the shock master. Shark and the shock master. Could have been the shark master. Shark and shock. Mm -hmm. A little sumo wrestling going on here. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Yo, because it was in the ring and we're getting some sumo time. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. That's his He's second out. most famous flop, <laughs> Typhoon. <laughs> yeah. Earthquake's got the – looks like he's got shark teeth on his pants. He he's, does, doesn't he? I guess it's supposed to be like a Richter scale thing or like a – I don't know. Like a EKG machine? <laughs> yeah, I believe that's right. Because uh, <laughs> they always measure earthquakes on EKG machines. <laughs> The heartbeat, the heartbeat right? of the earth. No. <laughs> you used to work in a hospital. Ico Pro. Yeah. Ico Pro sign. Yeah, we didn't take care of, we didn't have a lot of earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Ico Pro signs. I love when they brought that back for like the Raw yes. last year or whatever. Raw it was 25. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Man. So we got to be getting close. Man, we got to be getting close to the end here. Well, I didn't spoil it and read all about who all is in here, but I do remember Taker was 15. I, I do know Taker okay. from that. So it's been, I don't know where we're at. Norman Smiley! <laughs> Black Magic! <laughs> Carlos Colon. Oh, As Gorilla Monsoon okay. famously said on commentary, this youngster, Carlos Colon, who is like maybe 50-something years old at this point. Yeah. Just making his only, I mean, maybe he wrestled in the 80s or 70s, but only modern day WWF appearance here. Yeah. Uh, Obviously the father of Carlito, Primo, Epico, all those guys. (laughs) He's the father of all three of them, even the Cubs. Uh, (laughs) Could be. I thought Carlito and Primo were brothers. Yeah, two of them are brothers. I'm saying one of them's a cousin. Okay, but he's still the the father father of all three. (laughs) Who cares? Maybe he is. I don't care about those guys. Yeah, those guys are still on the roster, by the way. Just sitting home, putting a paycheck for two years. How about uh, Tamina getting that pay-per-view money again? Getting that How about that? <laughs> I know. I thought they were joking. going to put Carmella in that. But she's saying, I don't know. It was, oh, see ya. <laughs> Bruh, he's gone. Damien. Norman Smiley. I wish Norman Smiley was in this match. Me too. Oh, yeah. I love Norman Smiley. Another he was on guy. the FCW documentary. Yep, yep. Got his props on that FCW documentary. Grace, I loved all just the promo school stuff footage. Yeah, like it was excellent. Trying out different gimmicks and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Great, great stuff. One of the best things they've produced on there in a long time. Yeah. Well, I forgot Baron Corbin was in FCW before yeah. it went to NXT. Like, that was, I, I didn't, I don't think I even realized that. That was neat to see that he was down there. Uh, at that time too, before it switched to NXT. Yeah. So, and the Bell Twins. I mean, that's fun. Like, yeah, you think of them just being these models they brought in, but maybe they did a little time in developmental and mm-hmm. did some training and all that sort of stuff. I tell Future you what, Hall man, I do selling popcorn and cokes is working. He's out hustling, baby. Night. He's doing 
up and down the stairs. Who's next? Oh, El Matador. Again with the neon pink and green <laughs> and gold. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Does not, not really match. sure about those colors. No. You can tell it's 1993 out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh what a two is gone. There's been some big bumps out of the ring here tonight. I know. Well, it's because all these guys are big guys. Even yeah. the small guys are big compared to nowadays. Throw a Johnny Gargano in this match. It looks like a toddler. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's like Hornswoggle out there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I love Johnny Gargano. That's not, not Me gonna, too. He's fantastic. <laughs> but it's just a statement. Of, I think he could be a, a WWE champion one day. Him and Adam yeah. Cole. I think both of them could be. But, I love Adam Cole. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Ciampa, if he wanted to be. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've read he doesn't ever want to leave NXT. but Nope. You know. Oh, he could IRS, be a world come champion, on. Be. Ruin everything. He Going does. back to Norman Smiley, <laughs> I was a fan of his before the big wiggle. Like I was a fan of his before he did. Like I just liked him on Saturday night and like on those doorway jobber matches on night. I just liked that guy. And then he got the personality. And then I started and I had some of those Japanese tapes we talk about with Benoit and stuff like that. And I started watching those. Dude, Bob Backlund's looking rough. <laughs> the the weave <laughs> just hit Bob Backlund, man. <laughs> <laughs> lost in the moment. Yeah. Close up on him, man. Oh, Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah, he looked like he's in the purple haze over there. <laughs> <laughs> Tatanka, no. Uh, oh, 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 man. Backlund's paper song. <laughs> that was awful. It Whatever was, that was. It he was horrendous. IRS in the tooth. Oh, who's out next? The model. Oh, yes, sir. Man. Another one of my favorites from WCW. Absolutely, dude. Uh, Going right for the Matador. You know what? Former tag team partners. Strike Mm -hmm. Force, Santana and Martel. Um, You know, we talked a lot about this in the 08 Rumble. A lot of good, just mini storyline, a lot of (laughs) continuation on there. Oh, that's great. The 20 shots of the head in the turnbuckle there. But uh, I like the little nods yeah. to history in here. If you're, yeah, if you're paying attention, if you've been following stuff. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Earthquake using that speed to get IRS out of the ring. <laughs> oh, man. If you want to avoid your taxes, just cause an earthquake, apparently. <laughs> That's it. So, <laughs> man, some real legends in here. But again, out of there. you're not thinking, hey, you just... guys are going to WrestleMania. I guess... If you're watching this, you're thinking maybe Bob Backlund, they're going to give him another run at the title? Who knows? Like, like Earthquake? Not, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Earthquake? I don't know. It's not a lot of uh, established top guys in there at this moment. <clears throat> no. Earthquake is giving Sags the rundown over there. <laughs> why are they? Why would you talk in this match? Just throw each other out. Seriously. You're not going to get... You're not going to go down below and lift up Earthquake and throw him over top. you got to do something else. Those are the busiest aisleway stairs I've ever seen <laughs> in a match. Dude, why are so many people? Maybe it's because they're so wide. Like this, I've seen more people going up and down these stairs than like I can recall in these matches. There's like a on them, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They haven't darkened like anything in the arena. You know, <laughs> like they it's... would never shoot an arena like this anymore. No, no. And they would not have like it lit the, up like this. It's no. always like they darken out the crowd, seems yeah. like. 
I do like the way AEW shot their empty arena the other day. They had it facing the stage like like Ring of Honor does. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of interesting. I it just gave it a different a feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked. Oh, Yokozuna with Mr. Yoko Fuji. Zuna. Mr. Fuji still got a little hair on that head. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Another Samoan Dynasty man right here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yokozuna, <laughs> not Japanese, ladies and gentlemen. He is also related to. All those guys. <laughs> I tell you what, I said it in the early days on the podcast, but this guy right here, Yokozuna, one of the reasons why I'm such a big wrestling fan because yep. he was the perfect heel, in my opinion. I thought I'm so glad he's in the Hall of Fame, even though his run, you know, was not all that long. But God, he intimidated me. I thought he played mm-hmm. his character perfectly. I thought they built him up perfectly. And this is part of it, man, is him coming in here just two months in. Like, you think about The Undertaker. He went from November 90 to November 91, won the world title. One year, rookie reign. Yokozuna's coming in November, Survivor Series 92. He's going to win the world title at WrestleMania five months later, man. Uh, Golly, that's crazy. That's Brock Lesnar style right there. That's nice to think about. But he was so dominant and, like, you believable so believable absolutely that's that's the perfect word and he's another one that again i wasn't i knew who yokozuna was i knew because i mentioned this a long time ago we talked about him and and taker i mean i knew i was playing street fighter i knew e honda and he reminded me of e honda on street fighter and so i knew who yokozuna was and i probably also played the arcade game um i don't know if it was out at this time oh look at earthquake this is a great face off right here this is good. And these guys, they would have a sumo match on Raw in a couple mm. months after this. True. Um, so today, this would be like what? Uh, we had Brock and – if we had Brock and Braun Strowman or something, go at it in the middle like of the that. ring. Yeah, sure. You know? What do you cool. think of the uh, alternate white tights for Yokozuna here? Uh, I'm not a fan, honestly. Yeah, I don't no. I don't like these. I prefer the red. Oh! Oh, and hard to slid in the ring. Sneaking in under the radar there. Oh man! High energy gear with Coco Beware. Yeah, that was that happened. That's unfortunately. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, man. Owen Hart could make chicken salad out of any piece of chicken he was given. Man, absolutely. Was, I love Owen Hart so chicken. much more now than I did. Would you say he made would make chicken nuggets? Yeah, for me, make case we make a uh, Chick Fil A nuggets no. out of. Cause, Cause, he's the nugget. Yes, he's the okay. nugget. Right. Yes, okay. <laughs> he made chicken nuggets out of. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> he's suplexing the earthquake. He sumoed earthquake out of there, man. Okay, nicely so nicely done. Chuck Norris can slam a revolving door, and Yokozuna can suplex an earthquake. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are there no? Why are there more Yokozuna memes like that? Let's start him up, man. <laughs> oh. That's kind of like I think he and Matt Hardy should go at it because Matt Hardy can slap a tornado. So that's true. <laughs> he can Man, drive the sea. If Yoko were alive, I'd, I'd watch them in AEW. Oh. Matt Hardy and Yokozuna. Yes. The sure, broken Matt. Might have his condition. <laughs> oh, Sad's Man. missing a few thousand teeth in his in, head. In another lifetime, would have been cool to see Broken Matt against the Undertaker. That could have been oh, yeah. a fun feud. I would have loved to have seen Broken Matt and Raven oh, yeah, in sure. the same timeline. Absolutely. That would have been epic. Like, I'm talking 97, early 98, yeah. ECW, WWE, I mean, WCW Raven, when he actually was allowed to be himself. 
good stuff. Yep, would have been fun. They could have done so many things. I'd love to have seen a, a, a high scale uh, CM Punk and Raven. They they had a feud in TNA, TNA, or yeah. whatever. But I would like to have seen once Punk became the megastar he was. I'd like to have seen him and Raven. Yeah, have well, a, I, I think have some. Punk would probably say Raven was a big influence on him. Yeah, I don't know if he has before, but probably would. Is the Repo Man makes his way out here? I've heard them talk crap by each other too, uh, Punk and Raven. But yeah, say that he definitely helped him out at first. But they both have. I've heard them both in interviews talk crap by each other. Interesting. So, well, that's not that surprising either. <laughs> no, well, they're both kind of like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Negative Nellies sometimes. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Repo Man is. 29 because i think yoko is 27 uh owen's 28 so i think we got one more i think we're closing in on the end here all right i hope that wasn't the number 30 spot because that's <laughs> such a repo terrible man. repo terrible man ending. uh did not hit the tanning bed or the gym before he it went the ring no I, my word he hit catering though. very darn so <laughs> oh again I'll tell you what one two a lot of these guys will be on wcw I guess in the near future. Bob Backlund doesn't, but I think everybody else in here has a Hasbro figure. Uh, and I've got mm. I have the Repo Man, I've got Tito. Uh I don't have Yoko. I don't have his Hasbro, but we, Oh, everybody's trying to get Yoko out. Look at the fans, they're into it, man. All these guys are trying to push Yokozuna out. Through the middle rope, apparently. <laughs> they don't understand how it actually works. Man, he's a sumo master. He got low center of gravity. Can't get him out. He is sumo master headbutt. So that's Samoan. I do like he's got a nice bow on the back of his pants. He does. Always got that tied nicely. It would have been cool to see him. He and Big Show get to have something. Oh, it would have been man. like a slow plotting match, but to see them yeah. square off would have been. It would have been like in um, their prime, a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Not Akibono, but like not in a thong, but like just Big Show as yes. himself. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that dude's leaving. Number thirty's coming out. Oh Ooh, yeah, the Macho oh, Man. First name Macho, last name Man. Is this the Macho King or the Macho Man? This would be Macho Man, man. Macho Man, man. <laughs> Macho Man, man. That's like Adam Sandler skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the Macho Man, man. Look at that guy, the fan over there. Got the yeah, Macho he's Man got his sign. Poster. Going right for Repo Man. He knows what's up. Macho Man has identified his first victim as the Repo Man. <laughs> they had a they had a little feud going on. Yeah, because <laughs> Repo Man repossessed Macho Man's hat. <laughs> Dad gum. Why? I, what? How is that even a storyline? <laughs> Nineteen ninety-three, oh! my friend. Tito nearly knocked his eye out on that guardrail. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I, I know I'm Yoko in the minority sleepy. here. I said this. I think on the ninety-two Rumble. This is my preferred Macho Man look, just because that's what I came in. Right. You that's like what the I long grew pants. up on, and that's yeah. Oh! I like the long pants and the t-shirt. I know I'm like the only person who says that, but that's just that's what I remember most. About Macho right. Man. Right. Well, Owen's trying to skin the cat, but he can't quite <laughs> go all the way. He got it. Jumping on Yoko's back. Backlund, man, he's been in there. He's riding it out. The Iron Man. 
when Bob Backlund, 71 years old, is your Iron Man, that's, that's something about your roster. He's been in this as number three. Oh, oh. oh. How did he not break his knee? I think knee? he blew his knee out. My God. He may have. Oh, Barry Garson has gone. Fast here. Final four. Yes, Rick Martel's in the final four. Yes. I'm so excited. Yoko, the model, the macho, and the Backlund. <laughs> oh, man. One of these guys Dude. going to WrestleMania. Let's go, Martel. Let's see how this plays out. Was this live? Yeah, it's live. No. <laughs> Good. Good. I, I won't Martel spoil wins. it for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, he's a tennis one in there. I like uh, Backlund's got his white gym socks coming up out of his boots. Mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. old school. It's always good. Dude, Martel's got the GTL going on, man. Jim Tan Laundry, baby. <laughs> Look at that. Getting Bob Backlund out of there. He's going to hit the GTL on Backlund right here. <laughs> I'm going for it. God, why doesn't like Zack Ryder do that? Do the GTS what? because yeah. of GTL. The, exactly. Oh, they should do that. You're welcome WWE, if you want, if you're listening, uh, he'd probably blow his knee out if he did that. He is probably. Terrible, Have you seen him recently? He shaved <laughs> him and Hawkins. They both. They oh, shaved Hawkins their beard. did too. Yeah. Oh man! Quarantine shave. Dang, I didn't know Hawkins. I saw a picture yeah. of Ryder. He looks like a baby. <laughs> it looks like he did in 2008. That's right. Yeah. Is one Nebraska. of the edge guys. <laughs> Oh, oh your boy. Oh, oh man. It's okay. He'll have an epic feud on uh, WCW Nitro with Booker T. Look at He does not know where he is. He's got some slow release drugs in his body. <laughs> he looks like he was just born. <laughs> it's just like looking around at the world. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> Yoko. Yoko also blown up. Oh, with a drop kick oh, an, an no. hour into this match. I believe he actually breaks Ric Flair's time record right here. Like, I think Ric Flair set the record for length in the Rumble. I think Backlund actually breaks it, even though he doesn't win. As he's gone, what a run oh, from man. Backlund. Incredible performance here. Dang. So we're Incredible performance. Yokozuna and the Macho Man. Tell you what, Yokozuna... Is really selling, uh, but he's not selling. He's actually like out of it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, unfortunately, he's not really given that big scary man uh, feel about him. Does that make sense? Like he definitely looks winded. He does. Samoa. But I tell you what, what a push, man! What a push <laughs> to see him in here. You wouldn't have seen Undertaker if this was Undertaker. You would not have seen him look tired like this oh yeah, yeah no absolutely right, right. no i'm not taking anything away from him he's he's great yoko was, was fantastic man i wish i wish umaga could have gotten the same push that yokozuna got yeah me too because he was way better than the ring too oh yeah man, look at this guy one of these two is going to headline wrestlemania for the first time in the royal rumble like you said and Macho Man, I mean, he's doing a great job putting Yokozuna over. Selling yes. big time. I mean, and what a legend Macho Man was. Yeah, he's a star. At this point, yeah, for him to give this rub to Yokozuna. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. But. Man, I tell but, you, I don't think, you know, we talked about Mr. Perfect earlier. I don't think people talk enough about how great Macho Man's selling was. 
Like Oh, he's fantastic too, yeah. Absolutely. It really was, man. There's this match from one of the Saturday night's main events with him versus Bret Hart, and it's the best selling of a leg I've ever seen. And my Macho Man oh, sells yeah. his ankle or his leg being hurt the entire match and he doesn't drop it the entire like there's not one moment where he's not selling it. It's he doesn't like do a drop kick all of a sudden or anything. It's yeah. just it's the best selling I've ever seen. You let Seth Rollins knee watch that match. <laughs> <laughs> just his knee. That's just it. Watch yep. that just match. Hold the phone up above his knee. <laughs> Look at oh man. Crowd doesn't know what to do. Oh, uh, and again, Turner. Yokozuna is—he's only three months into the company now, so this is, you know. Oh, they're strapping the rocket to the young guy right here. Yeah, what's funny is I—he gets overlooked for how dominant his push was from because I always think I brought Lesnar with somebody who just came in and made an immediate impact and got pushed to the moon. Yeah, he gets—he gets forgotten about. I guess people think he was there for a lot longer before. I mean, he's at the main event WrestleMania. It's crazy. This crowd's waking up now, though. Oh! Oh! Good old Samoan super kick. Sidekick. Yakuza kick. He's Japanese. There you go. <laughs> it's amazing this guy's going to get bigger. Yeah. that's Like, st- physically. It's a shame. Oh, Scott Steiner. Dang. Oh, there you go. Smashed him into the ground there. That's it. Oh, the kid's be. hugging his macho man doll in the front row. <laughs> He's like, no. Kind of broken heart, yeah. I'm the sure. macho man, man. Oh, macho man, man. <laughs> oh, no. About to drop the stinky leg drop on him. He's taking his macho time. Macho is dead. <gasps> now he's dead. <laughs> oh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's got to be. Macho's holding his teeth. Yokozuna just milking it. They are taking their time. They are taking their sweet time here. He's got him beat down, but you got to get him over the top rope. Got to get him over the top rope, pal. Come on, skin him up there. He is sucking the wind, man. That's <laughs> it's sad to go back and watch this kind of. Honestly, I didn't realize as a kid, going back and watching the tapes and stuff, how out of shape he was. <laughs> Oh man! But we've seen him go before, like some of those young oh, Undertaker yeah. matches. They, that, yeah, those were great. Yeah, but they could, he could go. Hmm. Now, was he? Did he have a career before this? Like a little bit. Yeah, he was Coquina Maximus in the AWA, and uh, very briefly. Right. Like, there's some. It's on one of the hidden. Oh, gems what do you know? The, the AWA. Network. Yeah. You mean Vince stole another guy from AWA made him a star? <laughs> I think it was AWA. Um, Again, never gets talked about. What? Oh! Reverse stinger splash. <laughs> yeah. Now, if he had painted his face, whew, it'd be terrifying. Really this. would have. Absolutely. What is up with Macho's hair? I, we talked about this before. I can never figure his hair out. <laughs> Uh, oh, there got him. quite a match here, though. Like, this is kind of reminding me of Taker and Sean. Like, just the fact that they're going yes. on for a long time. Elbow after drop. The... Oh! Love it. I'm trying to pin him. And that'll do it. Wow. <laughs> he kicked out well, of the pin and 
flew Macho Man out of the ring right there. Why did Macho Man pin him? Do you think that was a, a flub? No, that was a spot <laughs> in the match for okay. some reason, but, but why was that in the match? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that was definitely the planned ending. A weird ending, but Yokozuna shoves him off over the top rope, and a new star is born right mm-hmm. here, man, as <laughs> Hail Caesar. Oh, goodness. Caesar Romero? Who is this guy? <laughs> is that the dog guy? Caesar? Yeah. The dog whisperer. Dude, Doko can't wait. He's what's he got? A check for the cash in. Got the winner's purse. Yep, money in the bank right there. The original. My <laughs> guess. <laughs> it's a little tiny check. He's walking. George Lucas working the sound over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, that was you're fun. right. That was very reminiscent of the Undertaker Shawn Michaels finish. They yeah, I forgot how long these guys there. went. I did too, man. Did not remember that. Uh, but overall, oh, you know, man. Undertaker was not technically in the match for a long time, but got a big moment to shine. And <laughs> they definitely putting that over as a big, as the secondary storyline, Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez, as this crowd filters out. Yeah. Why are they still <laughs> filming? Yeah, it looks awful. The crowd is just storming for the, the, uh, the doors. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun, though. You know, it was fun to see Taker in there and be the old monster that we, um, you know, used to cover here that he's, you know, changed and, ad- and adapted uh, and evolved. But that was fun. I enjoyed that. And that fills in one of the blanks for us, uh, one of those early episodes. I guess this probably would have been like episode nine, nine eight, or ten, eight, seven. something like that in the early days Ooh. if you want to slot it in there. And, you know, it's Did Luger an, debut this night? This was his Sorry. debut as the narcissist. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, as we're watching the highlights of the night here as the network feed uh ends and the show ends but uh we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd love to hear your opinions of this match of undertaker and john gonzalez and carlos cologne and yokozuna and all that stuff uh hit us up on twitter facebook and instagram at talking taker uh subscribe wherever you listen to leave us a comment leave us a rating on those episodes we do appreciate we love all your feedback here as we're watching bret hart and yokozuna face each other down man WrestleMania yeah. 9, the main event. If you want to go back and listen to that one, we cover that. And Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez from that show. But uh, we appreciate all you guys listening. Um, I do want to say thank you to one of our listeners, uh, Thomas Rodriguez. He listens to us and uh, watches oh, T-Rod. T-Rod on, uh, on YouTube. He commented... I wish you the best, guys. Uh, thank God you were able to get back from New York on time before this coronavirus situation. It's very serious. Be careful and stay safe, please. So we do appreciate that, Thomas. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy how that all worked out and how we, we had, were able to do that just yeah. in the nick of time. Um, we made our escape from New York. I think that movie was on that night, too, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. L.A. was yeah. on. <laughs> now we watched the first three Batman movies. <laughs> In the hotel room. Uh, um, yeah. But in all there's seriousness. No, there's another suit with nipples, just like John Gonzalez. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the original. Sorry. Yeah, but in all seriousness. No, yeah, in all we seriousness. We are glad we made it. We are glad we made it back, and um, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected by this, which really is everybody, you know, whether you're facing an illness or, or death in the family or anything, or, uh, you know, just having to go out and work and hospitals and fast food restaurants, out on the front lines, or 
whether you're stuck at home, whether you lost your job, whether you're at home with the kids, you know, we're just trying to hopefully provide a little slice of entertainment, a little break from the world right now, and we're going to continue to try to do that the best that we can uh, as we keep this podcast rolling, rolling, rolling onto the last ride, and we move on to Judgment Day 2008 next week. We get back to our timeline and talk about Undertaker and Edge yet again, but uh, mm-hmm. look forward to it. Some more fun stuff on there, and... Travis, I know you wanted to bring up something with The Undertaker and JR's podcast that you heard talked about. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Real quick, I just want to talk about it was a Ken Kennedy episode of JR's podcast, which we voiced our displeasure for that man, uh, Kennedy. But I actually wound up sucking it up and listening to it. I was desperate for something to listen to in this uh, this uh, quarantine time, and uh, my family was out of town. So, anyway. But on this, they talk about Kennedy's run with the take with Undertaker and how he was supposed to win the title from the Undertaker um, before he got injured and they had to switch the money in the bank to Edge and all that stuff. But excuse me, uh, Conrad Thompson asked Jr. about how important Taker is to the WWE and as far as a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, does he deserve to be on there? And um, Jr. says. He deserves to be at the top of the mountain. He said he's the Babe Ruth of WWE, no matter all the guys, Bruno's, Backlund's, Bret Hart's, Hogan's, Austin's, Rock's. He says as far as the tenure, what he means to the locker room, no one can be placed ahead of The Undertaker in my eyes. Mm. And then he says this, which I thought was very interesting. He said, I could see having a Hall of Fame one year with one entrant, and that's just The Undertaker. Wow. And having the people that he's worked with over the years just come up and do presentations and inductions of him. Um, he said Mark is that kind of guy. He, he said um, he takes the time to help you, and, and he, he does what the old veterans used to do. And so I just think it was really – like that idea, honestly, would be awesome. Just a one, one-man one Hall of Fame one year when he's finally done. Just have take a whole taker night. So thought that was pretty cool. Wow. That's really, really cool. I never would have thought of that. But, you know, the the very first Hall of Fame inductee was Andre the Giant. And they didn't have a ceremony mm-hmm. or anything, but he was the only person to go in the Hall of Fame yes. that first year. And we've kind of talked on this show. We brought up those comparisons, how mm-hmm. he is sort of the uh, the man who stepped into Andre's legacy the most in that time since then. So how fitting would that be? Right. And I, mean, I couldn't agree more. That would be incredible. And yeah. You'd have so many people that could talk and speak to that legacy. He's the only guy you could make that case for, really. Exactly. Exactly. So I just thought it was really cool, really neat. Uh, again, I suffered through the rest of the podcast, but that was really, really cool, uh, really cool stance on that that Jr. had. So, and Jr.'s seen it all too. Yes, he's seen them all, and yes. he's hired them all, and he's been there for the Austins and the Rocks and the Hogans, and, and he's seen it all. So to have him say Taker's number yes. one uh, is pretty, pretty big. You know, for him to say that is huge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, folks. That does it for today. We appreciate it. Give us your feedback. Hit us up. You know where to find us. You know where to support us if you want to during this time. Tpublic.com. Pick up a t-shirt or sticker or something. and uh, Go back and listen to all the other episodes in the archives if you got more free time on your hands or if you need more stuff to listen to. But, yeah, man. Close us out. Yeah, if you were there at the Arco Arena on January 24th, I think it was, 1993, if you were looking forward to Jurassic Park coming out in a few months just like I was, let us know. Let us know what you thought about this big Yokozuna coming in and winning this match. And uh, you know what you thought about all these other Hall of Famers that you may not have known were Hall of Famers at the time. And what you thought about Taker. 
and this big naked man that came out and beat him up. So, and <laughs> uh, you know what you thought about that? But yeah, we'd love to hear your if, your, if you were there. We haven't gotten uh, a lot of those from back in the day, but we'd love to hear one if you were there this night. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. Now then, out of the Royal Rumble with thirty of the greatest superstars in the World Wrestling Federation today, all competing to win this big event. Coincidentally, the winner of this year's Royal Rumble will have the opportunity of meeting the World Wrestling Federation champion at WrestleMania 9 in Caesars Palace, Las Vegas, Nevada. In the Royal Rumble, there are no friends. It is every man for himself. And here's just a sampling of the great talent on display this Sunday afternoon at Sold Out Arco Arena in Sacramento. You'll see the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and his partner, Jerry Sags. Native American superstar, Tatanka, 500 pound plus, Yokozuna. And this man, let's hear from The Undertaker. Oh, no Undertaker likes an empty funeral parlor, but this Sunday we'll have 29 fresh bodies, Undertaker. As the new year comes upon us, I relish the challenge to put 29 new bodies away. Gentlemen, prepare to rest in peace. <laughs>